Sometimes the lectionary selections really speak to current events. We are now in the deep heat of the presidential campaign, a time when one might hope that we would be at our best, at our most searching, most attentive, most inclusive selves. We have this campaign, after all, because we believe in debate. We believe in the value of diversity and the power of government from the bottom up. We believe in the individual and in the right of the individual to speak his truth to his neighbors. We want to be a nation whose government represents our interests, all of our interests. And yet, and yet, something happened in the midst of this natural, national ritual which was so completely exclusionary, so radically divisive, that it made me weep with shame. On Tuesday, two participants in the Republican National Convention pelted Patricia Carroll with peanuts and said to her, this is how we feed animals. Patricia Carroll is a black woman from Alabama who works for CNN. When she was interviewed, she said, she wasn't surprised that it happened. She is accustomed to racism in the Deep South. Deep in our national character, we are still struggling with ideas about racial identity. Deep in our national character, there are times when our capacity for acceptance of all our neighbors is rather small. This, this issue is at the heart of the Gospel reading today when the Pharisees, who can be understood as a group of people attempting to bring back racial and religious integrity through the strict practice of the Mosaic Law, challenge the cavalier disregard Jesus shows for the purity laws. Why is he so callous to the important cleansing practices of Judaism? Why is he flaunting his clear contempt for the ancient rules and rituals which distinguish the Jews from everyone else in the world? Jesus tells them that Isaiah was right when he says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Jesus implies that rather than encountering God, rather than worshiping the God of all creation who is beyond all knowing, the Jews have been worshiping the laws they keep the laws which came through thousands of years of human interpretation of the commandments given to Moses. One can understand the tremendous concern of the Jews to maintain any sort of sign that after centuries of oppression from the outside and strife among themselves, they would maintain their favored nation status with God. The time of the Jews was very similar to our times, times of shifting imperialism and conquest of enslavement by the superpowers, and incredible anxiety and disagreement among the Jews regarding the practice of their religion. Under such unyielding economic and political tyranny, people tend to pull into their own most familiar groups. Faced with the new and unfamiliar demands by dominant superpowers, the Jews not only split among themselves, but groups like the Pharisees began almost superstitiously to cling to the ritual practices of Judaism as a means of reassuring themselves that they were not going to lose their identity altogether. The parallels between this time and the struggles in the Episcopal Church today are obvious. Faced with the demand to include people who had heretofore been excluded, 
faced with a request to change liturgical forms to keep pace with the changing world, faced with the reality of sweeping changes in our social institutions so that church-going has become something only a few people really do, we cling to our familiar forms and practices. We discuss the importance of maintaining tradition and righteousness in our status quo. This is as important to us in maintaining our sense of identity and understanding our relationship with God as it was to the Pharisees to maintain their purity laws. And faced with a world full of people totally different from us, a world which is far more accessible to us, which we can see and hear all the time now with the flick of a switch, we are really struggling to understand how to be ourselves. We are struggling with what it means to include in our definition of ourselves all the diversity in this nation and all the diversity in the world because we're so involved in the world. The Republican National Convention was only the setting for that horrible incident with Patricia Carroll. It could have happened anywhere, as she, in fact, said. It could have happened because we are Pharisees sometimes. I think in our concern about maintaining our identity, we sometimes create more division. The energy we expend coping with our anxiety about what might happen if we change our identity too much takes our focus away from the voice of the spirit within us. Instead of looking for the common experience, instead of finding ways to meet each other, we emphasize what separates us. We can see what happened to the Pharisees and the disciples. They were so frightened by the radical change in the social order that Jesus was bringing about that they could not even begin to experience the miracle of the loaves that we've been hearing about for five weeks. Their hearts were not moved by the experience of the thousands of people, Jews and Gentiles alike, who were fed by the few loaves. The experience of the bread of life, which comes to everyone who wishes it, and is enough, whether or not that person is clean, whether or not that person is baptized, whether or not he is in church every Sunday, was just too much to comprehend. James is very eloquent on this subject. He says in this reading, the Lord says, if any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. The things we do in the name of religion, in the name of political freedom, in the name of national identity, are often things which keep us from real religious practice, from real political debate, from real national integrity. The things we do because we're not sure about the differences we find in others keep us from hearing the word of God, the working of the Spirit in our hearts. Thus it is that Jesus said that nothing bad comes from the outside. It is our own decision to move apart from others, to move away from the whispering of the implanted word, as James calls it, that brings about what is bad. When we decide that we are not like another, that we are somehow better or more deserving of salvation, we move away from the divine instinct which lives in our souls. At that moment, when we move away, we allow the shadowy forces of evil to gain sway, giving ourselves permission to engage in behavior that harms others and ourselves. We have before us an opportunity. 
The American spectacle is in full sway. We will be asked to decide about the future of this country very soon now. We have the chance to listen now, to hear the human hearts created just as ours were behind the outward differences in practice, in outlook, in worldview. We can listen with ears attuned to the implanted word, which has the power to save our souls, as James said. And we can help each other to hear as well. We can't undo what happened to Patricia Carroll, but we can make sure that nothing like that ever happens here. May that be so. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.